Thought I'd start things off with a joke since Gabriel usually doesn't say anything funny. What do dog robots do? They bite. But it's spelled B-Y-T-E. Get it. They bite. You know what, fuck you guys. Gabriel will be in Rockport, Washington July 21st. Linda's house July 22nd. Goberg, Oregon July 23rd. Kent, Washington July 24th. Club Comedy in Seattle August 5th and 6th. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like every episode of this podcast delivered to your email inbox, click on the Substack link in the episode notes. If you would like to give Gabriel some gas money, you also have the option to subscribe for $5 a month. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Congratulations! You are listening to the number 95 comedy podcast in France. At least one day. I don't even believe it, but I did see it. I was Googling the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge, like I do every morning. No, that's not true. I do have a Google alert set for my name, though. Which you should, too. Not for your name, for my name, so we can both be kept up to date. Although it is kind of weird, like... Sometimes it'll be like a Google alert. I'll get an email, Google alert for Gabriel Rutledge. And it'll be like, I don't know, some show I did three years ago. Some mention in a newspaper or something. I'm not really sure what has to meet the criteria to be emailed to me. Uh, But actually, the reason I was searching the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge, the reason I know we were... We... I'm the whole team. The reason I know I was number 95 on the France comedy podcast charts is I'm trying. I I can't get my logo to change on Apple Podcasts. So it still has uh, my old logo only on Apple. Every other format, every other uh, hosting site, you can get this podcast has a little stick figure drawing of me, and uh, the Apple Podcast one is still like a coloring book drawing of me, which is fine, it doesn't really matter, but it, I don't know, I was trying to figure out why it won't change over, and then some Google people are like, oh, it can take months, and I'm like, it's been months, but anyway. I discovered. Uh, I always start podcasting when I'm in Seattle, right? When we go through this part. Right where the giant starts walking. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an ink. I just realized that I don't know how that rhyme ends. probably learn how it goes in French. Wee, 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 wee.
parlez-vous français? Oui. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, one more. <laughs> After all those bumps, I see a sign. At the end of all the bumps, there's a sign that they have put on the freeway that says, Bump. No shit! like putting a uh, caution cliff sign at the bottom of the cliff for you to crash into. Anyway, uh, I don't actually know if I believe I was the number 95 comedy podcast in France, even for one day. I can't remember what the site was that showed it. Because uh, I, I can look at those numbers. I can look at where people are listening. And, I mean, France is less than 1%. Um, and I don't even know if I trust those numbers because I think a lot of people are pretending they're, uh, they're doing that VPN thing where you don't know where they're listening from, you know, cause I, I, there, there's some, uh, there's some countries I do not think I have any listeners that allegedly someone's listening and I'm like, really? Uzbekistan? if it's real. Number 95 in France. Suck on that, Joe Rogan. Eat shit, Mark Marin. There's a new podcaster in town. Or French Village. Monday night, recording this on a Monday night, a very rare Monday gig that I really did not want to do because I had just got back from Louisville, but uh, you know, what am I not going to make $275 on a Monday night? Of course I am. So I did a gig on a Monday at the Elks Club in Seattle, Washington. I did not know Seattle, Washington had an Elks Club. You, I tend to think of Elks Clubs as a sort of a smaller town thing, but Seattle's got one. It was beautiful, too. This is, uh, it does not feel like Seattle in this room only. <laughs> <laughs> like, I look out and I see people kayaking, and I'm like, that's on the postcard. <laughs> and then I see an elk head, and I'm like, where the fuck? What has happened? When, when do you ring the bell? Oh, when do you ring the bell? Eleventh uh, hour toast to remember our absent members. Well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> for dead people, have fun, buddy. God. Well, I'm gonna ring it if one of my jokes doesn't work. To 17 people, I would say we had for an audience. 18, if you count the elk on the wall. I, uh, it was it was a pretty fun, pretty uh, classic mistake by me, where I was having a really good set, really good time for 15, 20 minutes. You know, this is this 
show was like, do whatever you want, no restrictions on uh, being clean or whatever. And then, you know, sometimes even though there's no restrictions, there's certain material that maybe isn't going to go that well in a room full of kind of older people, although they're not as much older than me than they were when I started comedy. I used to look at a 60-year-old and be like, look at this old blue-haired son of a bitch. And now I'm like, I see you, 60. I see your Viagra and I raise you my blood pressure medication. I see you. Uh, but I really, I made, uh, it was like a good, a good show. Felt good, doing great. And then I made a couple... In my head, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do my clean set. But uh, it really, I <laughs> I got them back. But man, I took a dip. I took like a five-minute dip uh, in the middle where I'm like, whoa, where'd you go? Although maybe I'm being too hard on myself because they were also very tired. Uh, in fact, when I was wrapping up, I saw like two of the 17 members were like uh, drifting off to sleep. So that's how you know when it's time to close the show. Look, sometimes at a comedy club or a theater, you'll see a, uh, a light that lets you know it's time to wrap up. At an Elks Club in Seattle, Washington, on a Monday night, when two of the 17 Elks members are drifting off to sleep, let's call it good. with the area, the Fremont Bridge, that's where the Elk Club's like, looking at the Fremont Bridge, but, uh, nice little spot. Actually, not even little, had two floors. I live in Olympia, Washington. Um, Hi. Not, 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 that's, that's about what I expected. There's an Elk Club. There's an Elk Club. There is, there is an Elk Club. <laughs> that's why I moved there. <laughs> A lot of people use Zillow, not me. Nice people. Uh, I knew, I, I mean, I was really, I had like a really good week uh, in Louisville. And that's how you say it, Louisville. Oh, thanks, uh, thanks for being here, Louisville. Okay. <laughs> I said it right. I said it right? Alright. You guys are not fucking around with the proper pronunciation of your city. They should warn you in the airport. They should have a sign that says, CVS, fucking ignore it. You will not be using that S during your time here. I like a city where the proper pronunciation sounds like you're about to vomit. <laughs> where are you from? Ooh. Cold water, cold water, cold water. I had a good week there. Uh, last week. Well, just got back yesterday. Uh, it was fun. I mean, the crowds, it wasn't packed. You know, it's summer. I'm not famous light crowds, I mean, light crowds here, if 
I was touring France right now, they'd be fucking packed. I'm the Jerry Lewis of podcasting over there, but... Until I start working Elks Clubs in France. Sometimes here in America, the comedy clubs aren't all the way full. But they, they were, the shows were great. You know, I... Uh, it's a fun city. I love Louisville from going to other comedy clubs there. Um, sorry, other comedy clubs. I don't go there anymore. But but uh, this was like right downtown in the Bourbon District. That's where the club is. That's where the hotel was. Really fun to like... Feel. I mean, the only way to say it is like... Louisville, they're like bourbon nerds. They, You know, a ton of bourbon comes from Louisville. So you can just walk up and down and like go on factory tours and literally every four businesses is some sort of distillery and they have all this history and uh, actually one of the uh, one of the factory tours was uh, for the Evan Williams distillery which uh, gave me pause I'm like Evan Williams that shit that's $13 a bottle that I bought before? Maybe there's a fancy Evan Williams I don't know about. Probably is. Also, I live in Olympia, Washington, where we made Olympia beer, and uh, people, you know, when I was a kid, they would always go on the Olympia beer tour, and, uh... Olympia Beer is sort of the Evan Williams of beer, so. I actually, you know, first night I ordered a... Somebody asked me what I wanted to drink, and I said, uh, I'll take a Jameson on the rocks, and they they kind of glared at me, like, I mean, jokingly, they're like, Irish whiskey? In Louisville? I don't think so, buddy. I'm like, all right, give me something you want. Uh... And also, that shit ain't cheap. Like, uh, I didn't pay, but one of the drinks we got, uh, you know, the guy didn't know, the bartender did not did not know I was the comedian and I was drinking for free, uh, which would never happen in France. There's not a bartender in France who doesn't know Gabriel Rutledge. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, so he told me the price of the thing I was getting, which was recommended me, which was recommended to me by someone, some sort of white rabbit or iron rabbit, uh, was the brand, uh, and he, it was $27, and I don't even think that was, like, a really expensive bourbon, but I am not in the $27 a drink game, usually, uh, to me, Jameson is, like, fancy. In fact, uh, the person I was with, uh, Casey McLean, uh, was, uh, uh, there with me, uh, in Louisville, and he actually asked me, I was embarrassed, not embarrassed because of him, but embarrassed for myself, he asked me what the most expensive bottle of liquor is that I've ever bought, and it was, like, <laughs> I literally think... It's probably Jameson. I have been gifted. 
I think I was gifted like a Johnny Walker Blue or something. I've been gifted a little bit expensive liquor, but I have never in my life, I don't think, spent more than $40 on liquor uh, for my house, you know. Which is really, really a white trash answer. Also, when you're drinking uh, $30 drinks of bourbon with a Michelob Ultra back, you know, you let people know what's up. Anyway, Louisville's fun. Louisville's on my list of places I wouldn't mind living. Uh, especially if I got to live at that hotel in the Bourbon District. Although, I, I will say that it is... I always want to be in a city because so many comedy clubs are like... Uh, suburbs. And then the hotel's probably even farther away sometimes. So, you don't really get to walk around the downtown of that many cities. So, it was really nice to be in the downtown of the city. But also... You know, at four in the morning when I'm trying to sleep, there's just people screaming on the street who probably went to 14 bourbon distillery tours that day. Doesn't matter how classy the drink is that you just drunk. Could be bourbon, could be wine, could be Michelob Ultra, could be Jose Cuervo tequila. At a certain level of intoxication, all alcohol turns into one thing. Woo! Yeah, you too, wine drinkers. Swilling your drink around, giving it a sniff. With your stained teeth. It's still booze. It counts. They smell bourbon, too. Even the bartender gives it a sniff. I don't know. I guess it's polite. I smelled this and didn't die. Now it's for you. All the bars have that cool ice, you know, the big, the big, the big block ice. That's a little controversial, I guess, because some some people say never put ice in your bourbon, but um, those people probably didn't get drunk on mango white cloth a couple weeks ago. Ooh. I also have a. Uh, uh, I guess I'm calling it a children's book for adults. <laughs> okay, I'll read a page. <laughs> Don't threaten us with a good time. What's that? Don't threaten us with a good time. I'm not going to ask again, but I still have no idea. <laughs> but I'll say this, you talk like you pronounce Louisville correctly. <laughs> Jameson, they're like, get the fuck out of here. 
Irish whiskey? Get that. No. Yeah. <laughs> I will now read from the children's book. <laughs> it was inspired by my daughter. <laughs> now what happens, you're here like in a year and you just wake up one morning like... <laughs> I've said this before, I've bored people before with this theory, but uh, blue city in any red state, love it. And that's what that's what uh, Louisville is for sure, is a, a blue city in a red state. Uh, because the red keeps the blue from getting too nutty. And then uh, Casey also suggested on the when we were in Louisville, he says a red city in a blue state is also cool. And he, you know, I think he's right. I think he's right about that too. Uh, but yeah, of the blue city in a red state, like, you know, Louisville, Austin, Portland, kind of that kind of thing. I mean, Fort Wayne. When I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, nothing against the good people of Fort Wayne. Uh, I mean, I think Fort Wayne's probably more liberal than some places, but it's not the same thing. Uh, and also I learned Fort Wayne is the second biggest city in, in, in Indiana. Indianapolis, I believe, number one. Uh, but it did not feel like the second biggest city. It's bigger than Olympia, Washington, for sure. But Olympia, Washington uh, would be an example of a city that could use a little more red in it. And I say that as a blue. And also, I don't... <laughs> oh, Fort Wayne, I love you. But, uh... They were, they were giving away tickets to my show... And they actually, for some of these clubs I work, uh, Fort Wayne, Louisville, Tacoma Comedy Club, Bricktown and Oklahoma City, Spokane Comedy Club, I think I'm missing one, uh, Skyline Comedy Club, they're all owned by the same comedy club ownership group. And so I have, uh, they have, I, I, one of the things they do is they like run ads through my account. Like I gave them the permissions to run ads through my Facebook account, which is always a little weird to like see them pop up. Like I'll see a comment on a post I didn't make, but their advertising department did. And it's always worded in a way I wouldn't use. It's like, hey, I'm coming to Fort Wayne. Grad... <laughs> grab some friends and let's make it a thing. And I'm just, I cringe a little where I'm like, I probably wouldn't say grab some friends and make it a thing, but whatever. Um, but one of those ads, they were giving away tickets through one of my ads, uh, which would never happen in France. In France, they have to 
add extra seating when I'm in France. Sometimes here in America, they give away tickets to my shows. Uh, not at the Elks Club. All 17 paid. But they were giving away some tickets to the Fort Wayne weekend, especially because it was... Uh, 4th of July weekend, or 4th of July was the Monday, I think, and, uh, anywhere in, anywhere not near an ocean, anywhere near 4th of July, it's just like, people go to a lake, they don't necessarily go to a comedy club, but anyway, one of the things said, uh, use the promo code HAIR at checkout and get free tickets to see me, Gabriel Rutledge. Was worded like I wrote it though, like, hey, I'm giving away tickets. Use promo code HAIR. And again, Fort Wayne, I love you. But two people on that Facebook post in the comments wrote HAIR. Like they just thought if they wrote promo code HAIR in the Facebook comments under the post, I don't know what. Fort Wayne Pigeon would fly to their house and drop them off two tickets? Like you can just run outside and go, hair, and then check your mailbox. Two tickets to Summit Comedy Club showed up. I commented on both of them and said, at the website. At the website. Enter promo code hair. And also, when I got picked up, it was a big fiasco. Uh, I might have mentioned that already, but it was a big fiasco when I was in Fort Wayne because I flew in kind of late, and I was trying to get an Uber or a Lyft, and they it just didn't exist. They were they they said they were available, and then I would hit the thing, and uh, it would never connect me with the driver. And so I found a Lyft driver looking for his ride that was not there and so he was like well where are you going and so he gave me a ride I just gave him cash off the books uh, to take me to my hotel otherwise I'd probably still be at the Fort Wayne airport I guess but but even that guy I told him I said hey if you want to come see me this weekend just go to the website enter promo code hair you get free tickets and his answer was, oh, they got a website? Jesus, Fort Wayne. Yes, they have a website. They thought of everything. It also, it felt weird. It felt weird to be like off the books taking a ride. He just said, how much were they gonna charge you? And I said, 18 bucks. And he's like, I'll do it for that. And then I, I don't know, I think I gave him 25 cash or whatever. But it felt very weird to just be, it felt like now I'm just in some stranger's car who's giving me a ride. And then I realized, well, that's always what it is. What's the difference? If this was on the app, then they'd be able to trace me after I was murdered. And this way they can't. What's the safety difference? still getting in a stranger's car. 
guess we just go, nothing bad will happen. Mark has a 4.94 rating. He wouldn't hurt me. I wouldn't have to take an Uber in France because they're probably all limousines. You can't just walk around the streets of France when you have the number 95 comedy podcast. You will be mobbed. I mean, why am I bigger in France than I am in Canada. I almost signed with an independent Canadian comedy network. That's how big I almost was in Canada. I'm mad at Canada anyway. I mean, I love you, Canada. I'll be there in December. In Calgary. I'm mad at you, Canada. Why? Cultural appropriation. Look, I'm a white man, so usually I'm a fan of cultural appropriation because usually it benefits me. It makes food taste better. It makes music and art better. I enjoy cultural appropriation, but now I get it. Canada has taken from my culture. Okay? Because Canada has people drive around in giant trucks with Canadian flags flapping out the back like it was their fucking idea. But we all know they got that from Trump people. In fact, some of the Canada, some of the Canada people with the giant flappy flags drive around their giant truck. They'll throw a Trump flag on there. What? No, 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 no. You get to vote for Justin Trudeau has done blackface so many times he couldn't remember to tell you how many times he needs to apologize for. I don't know a lot about Justin Trudeau. I remember when he was running, and I, I had a quick little joke I would do in Canada years and years ago when he was running for prime minister, and I said, I don't, I don't know a lot about your politics, but I don't think anyone named Justin should be in charge. But you know, Canada's got their old trucker convoy thing. They got their whole... So like when I was there, you're driving through these small towns and there's these big giant Canada flag on the back of their giant truck. Look, Canada. Okay? Patriotism to the point of mental illness is America's thing. I see what you did, though. I see how sometimes you put up the flags on hockey sticks. That's cute. That's your own twist. I get that. Well, guess what? We're going to start putting our flags on AR-15s. So don't fucking think you're better than us. 
driving around your giant truck with your flag. You know goddamn well you bought a liter of gasoline and you're driving kilometers, not miles. I remember I was in, uh, I was in Canada. Donald Trump was elected to be president of the United States, which was a weird time uh, to be a visitor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm, a, I'm on edge. My whole fucking country's on edge right now. <laughs> I laughed out of you guys, and I can't leave you in the future. Just like every time I go to Canada, which has been a lot recently, it's just people are just like, like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is all, this is the only thing I, okay. You get, did you guys ever see that video of the guy who jumped on a moose and rode it around? Yeah. And like, it was hilarious, but also part, partly, part of you was like, ah, I wish that dude was not Canadian. Like everyone's gonna think that's what people already thought we rode moves. <laughs> okay, now imagine that dude was your prime minister and he hated brown people. <laughs> There's a joke I'm only doing here. trucks around with the flags there, eh? That's, uh, sort of like, a an American thing there, buddy. I don't know, I don't know what that's all about, but, uh, what's next? Gonna start, uh, shooting up schools and malls, or, uh, you're gonna do your own thing there, buddy? I'm known for my accents. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm the number 95 comedy podcast in France. And you know what, now that I have this platform, now that I know how many households that are listening to the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge in France, I assume most families sit down to dinner every night and listen to this podcast. It's, you know, it's a part of their culture. Now that I have this platform to the people of France, I would like to say as an American, thank you for the Statue of Liberty. 
Yeah, you made that for us. It was a gift. Thank you. And I also think that says a lot about America. That perhaps our number one landmark, the number one symbol of our country, was a gift from another country. Thank you. We'll take that. That's the American slogan. I see what you're doing there. Thank you. We'll take that. I don't know. I hope, hope this podcast is enough to bop me up to number 94 in France. Um, number 2,094 in Canada. I was listening there, bud. Uh, I guess it's pretty popular there in France, but... Uh, kind of shit, eh? I'm going to I mean I'm going to be pretty international uh coming up pretty soon in August for I don't remember 12 days or something I'm doing a tour Armed Forces Entertainment, I believe it is. Or F Most of the time I tell someone I'm uh, doing shows for the troops. They go, oh, uh, you're doing a USO tour? I'm like, nah, it's, uh, Armed Forces Entertainment or uh, F. Yeah. It's the Elks Club of Troops Entertainment. Yeah, I think, I can't even remember. I think I'm going to, like, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, I believe. Uh, So that should be fun and or a nightmare. Gonna have to bring a lot of Pantene, you know. I don't think the Army provides a... quality shampoo and conditioner. Might have to smuggle in my own. I have no idea what I'm doing. I could use a few more details about the Armed Forces Entertainment. I I know I'm going somewhere. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing a bunch of shows, uh, different branches. Um, I'd like to do some shows for the French troops. Well, I don't think there are any in the Middle East. So. I actually think that was like a... I think that was like a... Gulf War controversy. Is... France was not part of the alliance that went into like... Do any of the fighting. Uh, I don't remember if that was Gulf War or the, you know, after 9-11 war. What was that one called? Gulf War II, Electric Boogaloo, Desert Storm, they all run together. Uh, yeah, I remember that was, a, that was a thing, like France said they weren't going to uh, be a part of the Allies, they weren't going to send any troops, and so, remember, remember that, all that shit? 
people weren't calling it french fries because fuck France, so we're gonna call them freedom fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So silly. Uh, especially because, uh, <laughs> I mean, weren't they right? Also, even though, you know, Statue of Liberty aside, I mean, France is big to our history. I mean, I only went to some community college, but from what I remember of history, France, is, France helped us in the Revolutionary War. Okay, so I know that, like, you know, there's, like, the old World War II joke that's like, oh, if it wasn't for uh, America, uh, French people would be speaking German. But guess what? They helped us in the Revolutionary War against England. So if France hadn't helped America, we'd be speaking English. Bye.